Welcome to The Advocate, the podcast that advocates for agriculture. I'm your host, Simon Pampana. With this series of podcasts, we'll be telling stories from the people of this ever-growing community, be it industry leaders or those just starting out, because each and every one of them shares a passion for ag and are doing their part in feeding a hungry planet. Getting a project off the ground is hard, no matter how effective a changemaker you are. It can be a combination of months of frustration with moments of joyful inspiration. No two stories are exactly the same, but we can learn something from each and every one. In this episode, we hear from two young changemakers who are bringing unique projects to life and explore what is driving them forward. My name is Alexander Suriadi. I'm the co-founder and CEO of LEAF. It stands for Luminescent Light Emitting Agriculture Film. And we think that we are creating the world's most exciting agriculture film. Alex is a chemical engineer originally from Indonesia, but now working in Australia. He is one of the many adventurous people around the world who have answered the entrepreneurial call of creating an ag startup. And his big idea? light-emitting agricultural film. So, what's all that about? There is four major uh, limiting factors for plant to grow, which is water, nutrition, carbon dioxide, which exists everywhere, and light. And there are already many technologies or many solutions in how to make your water more efficient, how to give more nutrients. But at the same time, how do we use our sunlight better? So that's where the idea comes from. Alex's agricultural film is a transparent material that farmers can place over their crops that will change the composition of sunlight, engineering it into something more useful for plants. It's a very technological solution, but crucially, for what problem? The, the problem really is in the food production. We're going to have a lot more people in this planet. At the same time, the number of land, arable land is decreasing. So we need to increase our food production somehow. Really, the bottom line is how do we improve our productivity using the same or sustainable resources? Getting more food from less land in a more sustainable way is a problem worth solving. And when looking for abundant renewable resources, sunlight is hard to beat. But how does this solution work? So the basic technology of uh, our material is similar to a glow-in-the-dark light. It's a, it's a luminescent technology. So what our material does is absorb light, so in this case sunlight, and then it's re-emitted at a different wavelength. Hmm. A significant problem Alex faces with his startup is actually explaining what it does. Many tech startups share this problem. When a solution requires background knowledge in physics or chemistry, it falls on the founders to work hard at explaining why their project is important, especially when trying to get investment. To understand Alex's technology, we need to start with what is special about sunlight. It's not just one colour, but a whole bunch of different colours all mixed together. And the difference between these colours is a lot like the difference between musical notes. Blues and violets are high pitch. Greens and yellows are middle pitched. And oranges and reds are low pitched. Put them together and you get... 
all the colours of the rainbow. Now plants use sunlight to grow via the process of photosynthesis. But there are some colours in sunlight that plants prefer to others. Reds happen to be their favourite. This means the more red light a plant is exposed to, the more it can photosynthesise. So, if you're a farmer and you want to give your plants more red light, you're stuck doing it artificially. Using LEDs or another technology to produce the coloured light that you're after. But this is where Alex's film fits in. His technology actually converts other colours in sunlight into the red light plants prefer. It absorbs the greens and yellows and re-emits them as red light. Combined with the red light that is already coming from the sun, it has the net effect of optimising sunlight to boost photosynthesis. And importantly, it is doing this in the most sustainable way possible. Engineering sunlight itself to increase food production. But while this sounds very promising, Alex still needed to prove to farmers that this technology actually works. It involved doing experiments with and without the technology to show what effect the film has on real crops. In the lettuce, for example, we, we put our material on top of the plant and then after we harvest it, then we get an increased yield of 15%. It was the same with strawberries, so it's grow in the same time, planted in the same time, and then at the end of the harvesting season, we collect all the fruits over the harvesting period, and then we weigh the different in terms of the biomass. Use of Alex's film increased yield by 15% for lettuce and 20% for strawberries. That's an extra head of lettuce for every box and a few extra strawberries for every punnet. It's an attractive offer for a farmer trying to get the most out of their plot or greenhouse. But for any ag business to take up a new solution, it will often need more. Farmers need a good reason to invest their precious time and money to implement a new system. And these added benefits are what Alex is looking for now. So we will also look at the timing of the harvest, because that's the other important thing, especially if we talk about sustainability. It's not just how much you can grow, but can you grow something out of season? Or can you grow something that, because of the environmental condition, you cannot grow in certain geography? And if we manage to do that, then we might be able to reduce the need to transfer food and like a grow local with the global impact. Technology that can increase yield could also be used to affect the timing of the harvest. It would be a huge incentive for farmers looking to invest in Alex's film if it also offered greater control over when and where they can grow their crops. It is the type of win-win situation that is often needed for new technology to be adopted. That's right. And time is also a big value proposition, not in terms of you get it faster, but you might get it at the different harvest period. So let's say, for example, strawberry price is a market price. There's a fluctuation. So if a growers can get the better price by harvesting two weeks earlier or can harvest a bit longer, that will give a benefit. And Alex is betting that once he gets these early adopters on board, the technology will start to build up a reputation in the marketplace. 
greater yield and control over the harvest should lead to greater acceptance of his product. At the moment we have greenhouses, meaning you grow a food inside a structure. It could be plastic, it could be glass. At the moment, most of this material is there to give you an enclosure from the environment. So whether it's to control the weather, to control the soil, or to protect from pests. How I see in 10 years is, what if now you have our kind of technology so that this material not only give you an enclosure, but also improving the life and improving the yield per meter square. It's an exciting time for Alex. A lot of hard work is paying off and there is a solid business plan he is now following. But what is of fundamental importance is the reason why he is working in agriculture in the first place. It is much more than just being successful. With startup, obviously you have to make money, but it's how do you make money? And then what is the lasting impact that we do to the earth by the technology that we created? Personally, for me, that's very important. For Alex to come across this innovative solution, he was immersed in the problem for a long time. The problem being how to increase yield in a sustainable way. Either by plan or by accident, all great changemakers are immersed in their problem before they come up with a great solution. And by accident, I mean when the immersion is happening for a long period of time without the person being aware of it. It's a situation our next advocate found herself in. My name's Amy Snowden. I was a 2015 alumni of the Youth Ag Summit in Canberra, and I am the creator of the Lego Farmer, which goes under the name Little Brick Pastoral. Amy is a prolific advocate with a wonderful solution for community engagement with agriculture. Her project was given a big boost while attending the Youth Ag Summit in Australia in 2015. So when I came to Canberra for the Youth Ag Summit, there was a group of us that were media ambassadors and there's a conversation that sticks in my mind still to this day. Marcus from Germany said that the consumers of 2050 are the children who are sitting in our kindergartens today. And to me, that is incredibly powerful um, and was really influential in the work that I've done from Little Brick Pastoral going forward in terms of education. As is often the case, our greatest insights can come while sharing with other people in the same situation as us. It's one of the most important outcomes of an event like the Youth Ag Summit, a network of like-minded people who are all working out how to be effective changemakers. In Amy's case, it was an insight from a fellow delegate, Marcus Gorlick, about her big idea. The best way to educate the adults of the world tomorrow is by teaching the kids of the world today. And in a kid's world, a tiny little farmer makes the perfect teacher. So the Lego farmer is um, quite literally a Lego farmer minifigure. So he stands at four and a half centimetres tall and I take photos of him doing daily farm activities and share those online. So he's all standard pieces. He's got a wide brim um, hat, very much like an Australian Akubra. His face that I use now, wide, engaging smile with freckles and then overalls, which is kind of a very stereotypical and, and farmers don't wear overalls, but makes him very recognisable and recognise that he is a farmer. Amy's inspiration for the Lego farmer started with her own sense of childhood wonder. Originally it started as a little bit of fun. I discovered Lego photography online. It's not an unbeknownst thing. There are hundreds of Lego photographers around the world, but there was no Lego farmer. And I just thought, why not? 
After finding a community of people having fun with Lego, Amy had the creative spark to express her own story about life on the family farm. The first image is, is very much widely shared now. And there's a photo of me taking the very first image because my mum took a photo of me taking the first image because I think my family thought I was half nuts. And when you see that first image, you'll probably see why because obviously when you're taking a photo of something that's very, very small down in the dirt, like you've sort of got to crouch. <laughs> a key aspect of success is knowing what you're good at and knowing how to use it. Employing a visual way of community engagement was a natural fit for Amy, as photography was already something she had a passion for. I guess I've always been a bit of a photographer, like I quite enjoy photography and particularly macro photography, so photographing small things to tell a larger story. That kind of seemed like a bit of a natural fit, like it was maybe a week or two from discovering Lego photography online and getting my Lego farmer and um, starting up accounts and starting to share it. And the fundamental reason why it works is because Amy is being playful. She is doing the kind of things kids love doing all over the world, but might not have the skills or resources for. In the end, her big idea is simple. Bringing the play world into the real world. A lot of changemakers will have had a similar experience to Amy. They start off by trying something out just for their own enjoyment, but then things change. Figured that, you know, I'd take some photos for a little while and that would kind of be that and never really thought about the impact that it could have or the ability for it to snowball. Back in 2015 and the Youth Ag Summit was about in August, so we'd been going for the Lego Farmer for about a year um, and we had been really celebrating Australian agriculture. We've been receiving really great feedback at a global level, but I wasn't sure what the next step was. This is where Amy took stock of her idea. She had hit upon something big. This little farmer was a way to celebrate and educate about agriculture for a global audience and identifying the serious problem of society's ignorance of where our food comes from, Amy was able to elevate her project with a higher purpose. The Lego is a really great way of sharing crop growth because it's got something that's really small to compare it to um, and also showcasing what a crop look like in really early stages and the difference between crops, particularly oats compared to wheat because there's a really common misconception and we found it when we go to Lego exhibitions. There's a strong belief that farmers grow one crop and it's wheat and it produces two byproducts, and that's flour or oats as you'll have as porridge. The education space was around the disconnect between knowing, particularly students, knowing where their food comes from and knowing from them the growth of crops and learning through from there. Where Alex had a 10-year vision for his ag startup, Amy is looking at something more long-term. She knows an informed public can drive better decisions concerning farming and agriculture across the world. And the best way to inform that public is to show them while they're young. To bring about the change we want tomorrow, we must inspire fertile young minds today. And Amy is employing the Lego farmer to sow those seeds. To really unpack it, the system change, it is a curious mind, is for kids to ask questions and to start having that curiosity about when they eat dinner, where does that come from? Asking questions and therefore those questions starting to inform decisions that are made in that household. And then going forward from that, if they maintain that sort of level of curiosity, they become our conscious consumers that are making decisions in 2050 that are going to help us both in sustainable production and sustainable consumption. 
Visit Little Brick Pastoral today on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to follow the adventures of the world-famous Lego farmer. New message, 10.38 a.m. Hey, it's Salman Faisal here from Bangladesh. I'm a delegate for the upcoming Youth Tech Summit in Brazil and creator of Shortage Fresh Tags, a cheap and easy way to track the quality of unrefrigerated fruits and vegetables as they're transported from wholesaler to market. Our dream is to reduce food waste while increasing food safety for millions of hungry people across the developing world. You have been listening to The Advocate, brought to you by the team behind Bears Youth Tech Summit. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Google Youth Tech Summit and visit the website. Subscribe to our newsletter and be part of Advocate Community. Special thanks to Alex and Amy for making time in their very busy schedules to talk to us. Please share this podcast with as many people as you can and let us know what you think of this episode. We are also interested in suggestions for any future episodes. Perhaps you could even tell us your story. Get in touch with us and let us know. Okay. Uh, are you sure? Do you want me to do it like that? Okay. Okay.